It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Up, you get for being a Knicks fan. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers say ESPN. And there we are on your smart speakers. You can download the podcast. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. Morning. What it do? You heard, uh, I mean, listen, mm. the Knicks get people's hopes up when they're okay. Everyone sticks their chest out in New York when they're okay. And look, that's uh, because, I can tell you from experience, they were the only game in town for decades and decades and decades. First, the Nets were in the ABA, and then they were in Jersey. When they were on Long Island in New York, they were in the ABA. Then when they're in the NBA, they've been in Jersey. So, And by the way, if you want to be in Jersey, you just still call yourself New York, and New York will root for you, but you can't call yourself Jersey and have New York root for you. It's just the way it works. New York Giants, New York Jets both play in Jersey, called New York. The, the Nets were called the New Jersey Nets. They had no fans in New York. Now, but, but, you know, so the Knicks could do whatever they wanted. They ran unopposed. No competition. So they stunk for decades. Nets are here now in Brooklyn. And they put together a squad. And even without Simmons, Durant, or Kyrie, they came back from a 28-point deficit to beat the Knicks last night. The Knicks were up 28 points and still lost the game, and none of the best players were on the court for the Nets. But there was other significant news in the NBA last night on the opposite coast. Now, you take a a, a model bad franchise like the Knicks. This is not how you're supposed to run your franchise versus the model NBA franchise. The franchise that means the number one brand in in the history of worldwide basketball is the Lakers. When championships left and right in the modern era, so much more than anyone else. Even overall, they're tied with the Celtics. No one thought they'd ever catch the Celtics. But now... AD is expected to be sidelined at least two weeks after suffering a right ankle sprain in the first half of the Lakers' 106-101 win against the Utah Jazz on Wednesday, sources told ESPN. AD underwent x-rays at Crypto.com Arena that revealed no fracture, according to the team. Lakers coach Frank Vogel said AD had an MRI scheduled for Thursday, and the team said the star big man will be reevaluated after the upcoming All-Star break. Former Nets guard Kerry Kittles joined us earlier to talk about AD's future in L.A. He knows it's personal on him to perform like the old AD because I, I, th- I thought that he may be on the trading block this past trading uh, deadline, and it didn't happen. But I think moving forward, <laughs> he's auditioning to, to remain a Laker, in my, in my humble opinion, because there are suitors out there for AD's talent he doesn't necessarily seem to be so enthusiastic about being in L.A., and he's often injured, and so guys are saying, well, he's not, he's not in the lineup. So when he's out there, he has to perform like the old A.D. from the Pelican days, and I think that that's, that that's the standard that's being measured for him right now moving forward. Key, I know he's a world champion. 
and nobody will ever take that away from him. But we were once having a conversation about Anthony Davis as a top five player in the NBA. I don't think anybody realistically is having that conversation anymore because it started to then move for top five talent, and now it's not even talent or player, right, because of the injury prone. I mean, he's still a talent to a degree. But here's a staggering stat for you, Key. 66 DMPs in three years with the Lakers. 66 did not you think that's play. Sta- I think that's about right for in him. Three years for the Lakers. That's that 22 a year. He's been unavailable for one of every three games. Mm-hmm. One of every three but, games. But like Jay, when you think of AD before he even got to the Lakers, you looked at him and said 60 games a year. So that's about right. 60 games a year, right? Yeah, but we didn't pay for that, though, even though we paid for that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. told you, Jay. One game he's in, cool, okay, then he misses three games. And one game he's in, he misses two weeks. It's like that's the part that frustrates you. It's not his talent, okay? You can always say he's a top five player in the NBA, but you always throw in the but if he's healthy, can he stay healthy, when he's healthy. There's always those three or four things that coincide with he's a top five player in the NBA. But I guess you can't be, and you would know better than me, you can't be a top five player in the NBA because if you're always in the tub, how in the hell are you going to help the club? Well, let me ask you something about that, Jay. We always just assume it's the injuries, right? Let's take that off the table. Let's say I could tell you that I can't guarantee health throughout the season, but I can guarantee you he's going to be as healthy as any of the other major stars. So let's equalize health for a second, okay? Mm -hmm. Is he top five? When you're talking about a league now with Embiid and Jokic playing at the level they are, they're vying for the MVP again. With Giannis, those are all bigs, by the no. way. I would take each one of them, Steph not even Curry. considering health, over AD. Kevin Durant. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. James Harden, when he's, okay, when he's healthy, but I'm equalizing for health. I don't know that AD is top five, even if everyone's the same health. Damn, that's because you didn't even mention LeBron. I didn't even say LeBron, LeBron. James. Well, I mean, look, it's the same argument we have in, or not argument, conversation that we would have about the elite quarterback, so to speak. Maybe he's not a top five because there's other guys, the Currys, that, you know, you eat up that, you eat up three spots just with Giannis, LeBron, and Curry. So you only got two spots for five that's left. Then you just said Jokic. Now all of a sudden it's John Moran in that conversation. You know, so KD, you didn't even mention KD. KD, <laughs> exactly. So now you know eight or four spots. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so let's say he's a top 10 talent okay. when healthy. Second five group when healthy in the NBA, Jay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would love to live in this hypothetical world. Trust me, uh, hypothetical world. You know, I would be on my boat in the south of France every single day getting really? fed. Yeah, to, I mean, he, he don't, you don't need to live hypothetical like that because uh-huh. you could go get one of those. <laughs> yeah. But what I, I think, guys, this brings up a deeper conversation key for you and your franchise, right, brother? It, it, it goes down to this point. You can't move Russell Westbrook. It's not a tradable asset. You, you want LeBron James to finish his career as a Laker. So rough. Westbrook's a liability on your books. Yeah, but he, he is. And that, that's crazy that's to say. 47 million. So you're looking at you. You have a 2027, a future, future, future first round pick to utilize as an asset. So you're sitting there saying, "Yeah, AD could be a great complimentary piece, but we're paying him a lot of money to be a complimentary piece. Like, is he our only tradable asset? Oh, right oh, now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did you? 
hold on. This is how stupid I am sometimes. Or maybe I might be slow, but I'm not stupid. Let me put it this way. Whoa. So LeBron is tweeting at Les Sneed. Yes. Right, about the all da 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 is really going at Westbrook. No. Wait a minute. Going at it's going at Rob, Rob Palinka. Okay, uh, uh, okay, but in another way at Westbrook in this sense. If you ha- if the reason you wouldn't deal Westbrook is because you wouldn't package the it's first rounder, it's all of it. Then it really is going all at Westbrook. In. Go all well. It's it's hey because we, remember they had we, the deal for John Wall, but they wanted the first rounder in addition to Westbrook. We also had something on the table with Christian Wood. I mean, look, it's a longer story, but I, all I'm saying is you wanted your GM to go all in to make those drastic moves and essentially. Do what was on Les Snead's shirt. He did. He went Blank all in and got picks. you Westbrook. Didn't LeBron want Westbrook? Didn't didn't Palinka want but it's not Buddy Healed? Yeah. But it's not working. But, but they recognized it wasn't working and it was time to make a move at the trade deadline. Rob Palinka and whoever made the decision not to send the one in Westbrook because they didn't want to send the one to Westbrook after they just sent everything else to get him. They didn't want to get do it again, they bring in Wall and then lose that asset down. Was it twenty seven? 28? 2027, I'm saying. Oh, 2027, yeah. yes. It's the last yeah, they first round wanna, pick they ever have. Yeah, they didn't want to do that. That's five years from My point is this. I agree with them. Like, one, if LeBron's the one saying, nope, get me Westbrook, and you trade every asset Max, you have that for was Westbrook. Time, Let me ask you a question. Max? So, and Max and I have talked about this, Key. What clout does Rob Palenka have in this building? It, let, it's let, gone. Let, let's think through it, yeah, right? Because we talked about yeah. this earlier. The, the original clout used to be how he came in the door through Kobe, right? Um, and, you know, rest his soul, Kobe's no longer with us. So you have the influence of Rich Paul and Clutch, right, that have made a lot of moves. Yep. You have LeBron James, potentially the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball with Michael Jordan, making decisions, right? You have Jeannie Buss, the influence of Kurt and Linda Rambis. You have a lot of moving parts around here. So, like, where's Rob Palenka in that? Oh, well, you're, you're arguing realistically what he ought to do based on his job security. I'm arguing what you do from a basketball point of view and what's the right thing to do. If you go throwing good money after bad because this dude made a mistake on Westbrook, meaning LeBron, if that's how you feel, then I get it. Then I get, like, look, even if I lose my job, apparently I don't have the real job anyway if I'm not allowed to make decisions. And, look, I, we, I wanted to go get some shooters. This dude wanted Westbrook. It ain't working out. Now he wants me to give up the only asset I have to fix the Westbrook thing. It still means we ain't going to win a championship. That's fine, Key, though, but I'm LeBron James. What's that? I'm yeah, LeBron and, James. And, and, and it's, it's <laughs> really, something about where it's really right more now. It's really more about clutch management and Rich Paul's power to manipulate the situation with the Lakers because of the players that he has access to. Two, if you don't do or entertain what he needs done, which I love, by the way, he could essentially freeze you out on some prospects in the near future. So you got to kind of tread lightly when you're dealing with a very powerful sports figure, an individual like Rich Paul. A lot of people don't realize that. When the Lakers make decisions, a lot of those decisions got to be made through the likes of a Rich Paul. No doubt, but those things are in flux. Yeah, man, it just won your championship. The future relationships. And we just brought you a championship two years ago. So 
if you plan on getting your hands on, for instance, just for instance, just Jay, just for instance for you, a Winston Garland that I represent, you know, you might want to listen to us. Because, you know, I do represent Winston Garland. There's no so, doubt, Key, there's no doubt that that happens and, they ha- and, and Clutch has enormous influence, right? But, but these things are in flux. These things are always, you're not, are, are constantly shifting in terms of where the power comes from, alliances, wh- wh- how much power. And so that's really what we're charting here. And the question is, how much does Le- how and, and part of LeBron's juice is also pegged, part of it, not all of it, pe- part of it is pegged to how great a player he is. When he was the balance of power in the NBA, that yields more inf- or wield he'd wield more influence than maybe at this moment when he goes up against Giannis and Giannis is the better guy, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe his power is waning a bit. I, I, yeah, I don't I mean Darius Garland, not Winston. That's his. It's dad. all good. It's all good. I, I I don't think LeBron James is power is wielding, man. I, I you don't think it's waning? No. Man, LeBron's still running stuff. Yeah, I agree it is, but you could be running stuff with an iron fist or the grip maybe gets a little looser. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, joins us now. You can catch Harry today on First Take at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Harry, you've been listening, and you have a brother, Tony, who played for a long time in the league in the NBA. Mm -hmm. What should the Lakers do with AD? Trade him. Uh, And you got to do it while he's 28 years old and – he still has a lot of basketball left, but looking at Anthony Davis, and my brother played with Anthony Davis in New Orleans. My brother played with LeBron in Miami. And the big debate is, would you trade LeBron or would you trade Anthony Davis? I'm not trading no damn LeBron James. Mm-hmm. LeBron James gave me the best chance to win a championship. Just got to have the right pieces around him because he is getting up there in age. But you look at the game last night. Who, who helped that team Come back last night, the Lakers, and, and win that game. LeBron James LeBron in the last James. 15 minutes. Yeah. What was Anthony Davis at? <laughs> in the locker room. And it's just a reoccurring theme that happens over and over and over and over again to the point to where when Anthony Davis gets hurt, nobody's even blinking eyes anymore because we're so accustomed. We're so used to seeing it. LeBron James go down, people are like, oh, man, damn. LeBron, I hope LeBron okay, man. We need Bron. Anthony Davis go down. Oh, man, it's just another day in the park. HD, I, I said this this morning earlier. You know, when a guy like LeBron or KD or Joel B go down, you see everybody run over. Like, are you okay? What's going on? What's up? Right? I feel like yep. even last night watching the game, when AD went down, you had dudes. Some dudes were rolling their eyes, yo. Like, think I, about I, that for a second. Hey. I hate to say this, and I, and I hate to say this about somebody who's playing at the highest level that they can be playing at, and that's the NBA uh, as, a, as a professional. But Anthony Davis soft as hell, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what his workout regimen is, his routine, but he need to get with damn LeBron and figure something out. They need to work out and train together because whatever he's doing, and let me tell you who he reminds me of, and I hate to say this because he's an unbelievable, he was an unbelievable teammate of mine, and he, I think he's a better man off the field than he, than he ever will be on the field. Reminds me of a guy like Marcus Mariota. Just can't stay hurt. Always, I mean, can't, just can't stay healthy. Always hurt. Yeah. But have the, has the potential to be great, but the injuries are always creeping I mean, up. And maybe some sometimes, kind of Harry, maybe sometimes it's a mentality. Sometimes I just think it's the way dudes connecting connective tissues or, you know, like just the way they are. 
I know guys are rolling their eyes, like maybe maybe he could be mentally tougher about it. But I just I think about certain athletes and you know that I've seen in my life who are just unbelievable, and injury got them. And I don't think they wanted it any less than other guys. It's just the way they're put together. Now, it doesn't mean in, in AD's case, maybe he can't toughen up mentally. Maybe, you know. But sometimes it's just the way you're put together. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst. Um, Harry, you ready to talk some football? Let's get it. Let's get it, baby. What do you think about McVeigh, Coach McVeigh, and Aaron Donald talking about running it back, running it back at the parade? Listen to the sound. Sean McVeigh just tapped me on the shoulder. He wanted to know if you were interested in running it back. Run it back! 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 Give it up for Aaron Donald! What a stud! Everything! We, we, we built the super team. We can bring the super team back. Why not run it back? We could be world champions. Yeah! What do you think, Harry? <laughs> I like it, man. What kind of tequila they on? I seen 1942. That ain't the only one they was drinking. Uh, no, Somebody had some hen doggy dogs, so they had yeah. something. They had but that I, but 42. I, I, for sure, they, they had I, that 42. I, yeah, got to have that 42. Them boys rich. Some of them wealthy. You know what I'm saying? But I'll say this. When, when you look at this Rams football team, do I believe they can run it back? Yes, I do. Um, because, number one, Matthew Stafford's coming back. You look offensively, Cooper Cup's coming back. Tight end Higby, Higby, he's coming back, right? Let's not forget about Robert Woods. He's going to be coming back. He was a big part of that offense uh, since he's gotten to Los Angeles. And then if you guys like Odell Beckham Jr., guys like Von Miller, right, who's made a ton of money and are happy with winning, right? Odell tastes that success. I can see Odell coming back to the Rams at a lower price. Now, granted, he won't be able to play to probably, what, November? Late November, some change with the way guys come back from ACLs nowadays. I'll take that. Von Miller, he's a guy that's just hungry. And you could tell, man, those guys being together during that parade, the camaraderie, how much they love each other, how much they enjoy the success together. So I can actually see it happening. Aaron Donald is the best player in the National Football League. I don't care what anybody has to say. I understand it's a quarterback-driven league, but Aaron Donald is the best player in the National Football League. And if he comes back, because I know that you had that speculation, is he going to come back? Is he going to retire? If Aaron Donald comes back, they certainly have a chance. Are, are, now, are the chances tough? Yes, because no one has repeated, I don't think, since Tom Brady. But the chances are going to be – it's going to be tough. But I like the chances in the NFC – are getting back to the Super Bowl. Now, who they're going to meet, that's a different discussion. But I like their chances of getting back if they have certain pieces come back on their team because the NFC, I just don't – besides the San Francisco 49ers in their own division, who, who, who should the Rams be, be nervous of in the NFC? If y'all could tell me, I, 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 not the Cowboys. Who, who should they be worried about in the NFC next year? Y'all tell me. Well, I think you worry about Green Bay. You worry about San Francisco, Arizona, with they once they calm things down with Kyler Murray. But wait, um, Keith, how you gonna worry uh, about Green Bay? We don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is gonna be there. Yeah, but let's just assume he's under contract right now, so he's there. I mean, but it, but it, but Keith, here's the thing: if he is there, they can't they can't keep all the pieces that they have because of yeah. the cap situation. 
Oh, no, they could, you come on, man. You know, they could play with that. They move their numbers around to run it back the way they want to. It's the same thing with the Rams. The Rams don't have draft picks. They got money. They got salary cap. They can move stuff around. And they can sign whoever they want and pay whoever they want to pay. I love that. I love when we all, for some reason, think that salary cap is really an issue in the National Football League when it's really, truly not. But we was conditioned that way to believe that. <laughs> you know that, Harry? Yeah. That's the way yep. they wanted us, that we don't go in there and mm-hmm. ask for no more money. <laughs> um, but I think the Rams are, are certainly a team that is going to be at the top of the heat when it comes to the NFC. There's no question about it. I mean, they got a lot of – you mentioned all those pieces. You know, they got to address the left tackle spot if, if Whitworth decides that he's actually going to retire. Correct. Um, maybe a little bit of the secondary get – polished up a little bit more I think that that's really where you're looking at the receiver position those guys just got to come back healthy to help Mm -hmm. and the Rams will be right back in the mix yeah I I feel the same way I feel the same way and then like this year we all know this and Key you know this too all it takes is a few breaks to go your way I thought the Rams this year had a few things go their way right where they didn't have to go to Green Bay in the freezing cold and have to play, no, right? Harry, you know what they had to go their way? You said it before. They had the best player in the NFL on their team. Aaron Donald oh, yeah. was the most valuable yeah. player in the playoffs. He sent them to the Super Bowl with two plays at the, NF- at the end of the NFC Championship game. He sent them to the trophy with two plays at the end of the Super Bowl. And I think that's one of the reasons McVay, well, we'll see. Da-da-da-da. Hey, Aaron Donald, you want to run it back publicly? Aaron Donald publicly, publicly says yes, and now everyone's happy because – Take Aaron Donald off the Rams. They don't win. No, they don't even get to the Super Bowl. Put him on the Rams. They can win it. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, will join us tomorrow at 8 Eastern. See you tomorrow, Harry. All right, fellas. How much will Aaron Rodgers, talked about him just now, be able to elevate his team next season? Which team will that be? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Will Aaron Rodgers elevate the Broncos to Super Bowl contention? X going to give it to you, huh? What's Aaron Rodgers? Who's he going to give what to? Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion earlier here on KJM on whether or not Aaron Rodgers actually makes the Broncos Super Bowl contenders. I think it elevates them to a playoff team. Do I think it makes them a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl contender? No. I I still think there are some things that they have to address. Um, I think their back end, their secondary, uh, they need to – I mean, it's a really good secondary. I think they need another corner. Uh, they've got a couple of guys that are free agents they're going to have to look at. I still think they have a linebacking issue in the middle linebacker position nowadays in the NFL. you got to have a dude that can fly sideline to sideline. They can play all three downs because they'll trap you in that stuff um, from a formational standpoint and also from a, you know, a, um, a hurry-up offense standpoint. So you got to have a dude that can fly. you got to have a dude that can cover the ground. Uh, I don't think they have that. I still think their defensive line needs to be addressed. Funny, though, right, Max? I, I, this is the same conversation we had the other day when I posed the question, is the Denver, are, the, are the Denver Broncos a legit Super Bowl contender just because they acquire Aaron Rodgers and he goes over there? This was a different team when they acquired Peyton Manning. This was a Von Miller where, I mean, they had some stuff, Demarius Thomas and company, they had some stuff when they acquired Peyton Manning. It's not the same if they get... Aaron Rodgers, that's why I had to sit back for a quick second and think about it. I had to really, like, you know, do my homework and say to myself, is this team a Super Bowl-ready team if they add Aaron Rodgers? And the answer that I came back with is no, it's not. There are several teams in this league that have better makeups and rosters than the Denver Broncos that Aaron Rodgers could potentially go to. So funny when you said that. Like, originally when I heard the Broncos, I was like, really? Okay, I guess. I don't know. Um, but then I think I fell into a little bit of groupthink, you know, because you hear everyone's like, oh, my God, Denver be amazing. Da, da, da. And I was like, yeah, I guess maybe Denver. But I was never really sold on how amazing they would be with him, more than the Packers for sure, right? And then I looked at, like, some other teams like San Francisco, and you brought up Tennessee, and I thought, now. Those make a lot of sense, but I keep hearing all this, you know, stuff about Denver, and I guess Denver would really be good. But when you ask that question, would they really be Super Bowl contenders? I thought, I don't know, like the Packers actually, as it turned out, weren't this year. They didn't win any playoff games, and and uh, you know, like would would they be would Denver be better than the Packers? And then to hear it from Schlerithke, he doesn't think so, and he's there. Yeah, he's on the ground. He he's, he has seen Dem- the Denver Broncos literally every single play of the season. And so, and he's won three championships, and he lives there, and and, and I trust his IQ, mm-hmm. his football knowledge. And it's just like, I get it. I understand the allure, the sexiness, the fact that the coach goes over there and he's relationship, and it's just all of that. And, and at the time, um, Aaron Rodgers – fiance was from the area I got all that but in the end if it's purely a football move he's best served to stay in Green Bay or go to Tennessee See, now that's the thing I actually think he 
if you're talking about football, remember a year ago, it's like Cleveland is the best football move. It's not anymore, right? But I thought Cleveland is a better football move than Green Bay, okay? I think Tennessee, if we're just purely, and I'm factoring continuity in and all that stuff, but if we're talking purely football, I think Tennessee. But would you see him? And Now, now look, here's the thing. You know, we're always trying to read the tea. Oh, this means that, and Aaron Rodgers sneezed, and that means he's going here. But when his fiance had a house in Boulder about an hour away and this and that, and then they hired the OC to be the head coach and all that, but then don't forget, he made that land purchase in Tennessee, right? And you could say, well, that's just more BS, you know, whatever. Maybe. But from a football point of view, Key, I think Tennessee's number one. If I have to pick a number, what would you pick as a number one if you had to? I would pick Green Bay. Number one over Tennessee. Number one over Tennessee. Because I'm already there. I know the system. I'm comfortable. I understand what our defense played better down the stretch. Obviously, Joe Barry turned them around. They played pretty good football. Uh, Alexander will be back on the state in the secondary. I got Devontae Adams. You know, maybe you tweak one or two positions you pick up via the draft, or maybe you got a little coin laying around for free agency. Let me try and convince you, Key. Let me just try and convince you. Just geek out with me just for a second, all right? King Henry, Derrick Henry, okay? Mm-hmm. This dude... Could you imagine Rodgers with with a with a bell cow back like that? Where yo, Aaron, the offense doesn't even have to be about you. The conversation we had earlier today, like, yeah, you can you can take over a game, but you can hand the ball to Derrick Henry. Plus, you got Julio and AJ and all these guys. You continuity means that much more. He couldn't pick that up in a half year or something like that. Yeah, but AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones. Yeah, they got some running backs, too. They got some backs, right? They got a nice little tie-in in, in, in uh, and Devontae Adams, Lazar. I mean, they got some pieces that's there. I know the system. I don't have to learn Todd Downing's system all over again. Yes, I can be a better manager of the football than Ryan Tannehill because I'm that dude, and we can run the ball, and when I need to rip it, I can rip it. There's no question about it. But I just think if it's, if it's if a pecking order, there's Green Bay, Tennessee, and I, I don't know what the Raiders would do, but let's just play radio for a minute. Mm-hmm. If the Raiders are there, you can move him to the Raiders and give him give the Raiders a little bit of something. Move Carr to, to New Orleans, pick up a pick or two. Now you can build the Raiders roster the way you need to to benefit him. He's back on the West Coast, close to San Mateo, where he grew up at. The 49er deal yeah, is just a that's reach. That's also close 40... to San Mateo, by the way. Yeah, but it's such a reach. It's, it's, it's complicated. Yeah, especially the... when you hear about, like, what if Brady came back to the Niners? That would be so much easier, you would think. No, that would be complicated, too, because complicated he's, under contract, is... he's under contract with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Why would I let Brady go in my conference to the team that I might see in the playoffs? I'm not crazy. It seems to me that someone like Brady, who's already retired, gets you less in compensation than someone like Rodgers, who does not. Not in my to. conference. Yeah. I, well, I, Brady retired. Not in my conference. I'm not doing. I'm not doing him no favors. He, are we sure he's under contract to Tampa still? Yeah, I'm 100 percent sure. Oh, because he signed a two-year extension once he got there. He redid something last year yeah, or whatever the case down. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. To restructure and, and so he, they have his Key. rights. Key. 
did you hear about this dude? There's a dude who almost fought his coach. And and you're going to hear, everyone's going to hear what? about who it was. Key, wait till you hear who it was and what happened. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keisha, J. Max, ESPN, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. By the way, the college basketball season is heating up. And that Don't try to gloss over that. What, the sneezes? Nasty self, yeah. Well, look. Has no one told you to sneeze into your elbow, Max? There wasn't enough time. Uh, turn usually, around and usually you know what I do, way. actually? Usually, you know what I do? Is I pull my shirt up over my nose so I oh, sneeze God. onto my own chest. But it's not wet, man. What? It's like a little, maybe. But, you know, not much. Typical it's not like New we're in a global Yorker pandemic. Calm rider. down. What's that? You're a typical New York subway rider. Yeah, <laughs> on the hand and wipe it on the thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, um, so the college basketball season is heating up, and that means the Wendy's Wooden Watch has begun. Go to ESPN.com and search Wooden Watch for the list of the Wooden Award nominees to watch as this season rolls on. Duke's Paolo Banquero is... One of the guys that Jay is keeping an eye on, brought to you by Wendy's Breakfast, now with a free drink with any breakfast sandwich purchase. Um, Ian O'Connor, author of Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski. Jay, uh, Coach K refers to Mike Krzyzewski. He's the coach at Duke. Oh, thank you. Okay, yes. Thank you for informing me. Oh, I'm sorry. You were the two-time player of the the year award, (laughs) and you won the national title with Coach Krzyzewski, huh? Fraud. Hater. The Mike, he, he was on the Michael K. show, Ian O'Connor. Listen to what he said about how Coach K motivates players. Some of the ways he, he goes after players in practice, he takes it right up to the line of almost a physical confrontation. He would never cross that line. But I had one player in the book tell me that there are points where he's motivating you and right in your face and screaming some pretty dehumanizing things where the next step is a punch in the face. Right. It would never happen, and we wouldn't do that. But it, it's like that's the next step. I had a, a former Duke player, Reggie Love, who ended up being a White House aide to President Obama, who said he witnessed an, uh, basically a confrontation between Coach K and Jay Williams in the locker room that was so awkward and intense. It reminded him of a very awkward argument he witnessed between Obama and Hillary Clinton at the Reagan National Airport when they were candidates in 2007. Wow. So, Coach K can get really, really intense, sometimes very ugly with his language, but the players over the years have responded to it, and he's won more than anybody else. Well, first off, I want to say, Mama, I made it. I was in an analogy with Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Ah, that's, Jay! That's pretty badass. 
Um, but the, the way that scenario went was, uh, without going into too many details about it, was that after we had lost on the road to UVA, and uh, this is after a time I came back to school when everybody told me that I could be the projected first pick the year prior. And uh, Coach K was always very intense in how he tried to motivate and push individuals. And I had played a horrific game, right? Uh, there was a play that he had designed for me, and for some reason I was passive. Uh, I gave the ball to Mike Dunleavy instead of taking the shot. Uh, it, it was a weird moment for me uh, just because I didn't feel like I had it going. And he got in my face and challenged me and told me all I was doing was thinking about the NBA. And um, if you've ever seen the movie, the, the movie Old School, there was a moment where Will Ferrell – got up to the podium answering a question where he just literally blacks out. And he answers the question and goes back to, like, what the yeah, hell just happened? Yeah, they, win the, out, they right? win the award somehow. Yeah, All they win the I know, Max and Key, is I got up out of my seat, and this guy was kind of in my face, and I started pounding my own fist into my hand, screaming back about different things. about If I wanted to leave, I would have left last year and kind of saying all these crazy things. And he started backing up. It was just very, very uncomfortable. And then, you know. I, that's I, what he was trying to get out of you. He got, at, he got it out of me. Uh, then he said he was very disappointed in me, and then I got put on the blue team, which is not the starting team for the next several days in practice. Let's just say that wasn't a good thing for the starting team for the next several days, but it was a lesson that I learned about how to channel a little bit of my anger and how, for me, I had to play angry, right? And at that stage in my life, I already been national player of the year, uh, but I never recognized the tool for me was playing angry. And he helped me kind of crystallize that. Now, I don't think that was something – it just kind of naturally happened, but I can see that being a moment in which Reggie divulging this story that it was extremely awkward for everybody, right? Um, but, look, there are different strokes for different folks. Um, he is a master motivator, and he has different tactics for everybody. So, Jay, good yeah. why, did you try, why did you try to attack your coach, though? That, that just – I mean, look, pick on your somebody your own age, number one. But you know, Key, he, he, he attack why, any, why would you, it's not why like would you try to coach. attack? Well, well, no, he threatened him by pounding his fist into his hand, which sends a clear message of, <laughs> I want to do something to My you. My hand if is you your come, head, and, and, and this is what I want to do to it. If you come any closer, I'm going to attack you like a pack of wild wolves. That, that's what, that's Key, what it's saying Surely you to never me. felt that way on the sideline, right? No, I've, I, but yeah. see, the difference is, with me and Jay, is you already know what it is. Jay's a nice guy, and, you know, nice guy. Then he wants to attack his coach. Me, I'm coming in attacking. I'm but not going to set him up. Jay set Coach K up. But That's see, what I think. I, I, I am uh, I'm calculated, right? But that was one of the moments in my life. I'm 19, 20 years old. I wasn't calculated. I lost myself. Mm -hmm. But that's sometimes what can happen when coaches challenge people and they get – in your face By the and way, say certain things, right? Sometimes you just react. Let's not forget who basically raised Coach K up in basketball. Bobby Knight. <laughs> Bobby Knight. Like, people look at Coach K a certain way. Bobby Knight was his mentor, right? That was the dude he played for. So It's like I try to tell people, too, and my friend's like, oh, you know, you want to bring your kid and you got to sit behind the bench. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bringing And it's not saying it's, it's just different strokes of different folks, and he has different ways of communicating. And I think that has evolved, just like he has evolved. But like, you know what the key is, Jack? Who would have won? Who would have won in the fight, though? Jack, that's what I really want to know. Shut up. You know, you know. What <laughs> no, I'm not shedding up because I want to know. That would be would he like have taking you because that's what twenty. What was that about twenty years ago? Twenty years ago, yeah. Yeah. Who, who would have won so between you and Gruden, Key? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
That ain't even a conversation to even have right now, Max. Well, it's a good, I don't even think I don't even think that that would even be a conversation to have. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been a conversation. Having, that's how you're going to disrespect yeah. me. This one is worth having, Keyshawn. It, it's simply no. I would have beat his ass. It ain't nothing to talk about. How about talking? Everybody about knows that. But here's the difference. Here's the difference, Jay. When Coach K went at you, it was about something real. Yes. Right. Underneath it, it was about me turning. It was about me turning away from a big moment. Yes, he That's thinks what he you're was big. About. He yes. thinks you are the dude I want yes. in the big moment. Right. Trust that thing in you. That's different. Then what, when what's underneath it isn't that, but it's like you made a mistake. For example, Key, if you knew you didn't make a mistake, that could annoy you, right? Oh, of course. No, no, I'm teasing with J.J. Jay would yeah, never put his hands good. on Coach K. No, no. Oh, we, yeah. I understand but, that. Uh, what, uh, what I'm I, saying is there's a difference when there's love underneath agreed. versus when a dude is just a jerk. I mean, and we yeah, are also, I mean, look, we are also the foundation of our relationship, man. I, I was there for three years, right? I was there. So we have built, we have we have built that 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 social kind of um, you know bond over a period of time where we could say tough things to each other. Absolutely, because there was a level of respect because that had been built over time. Yeah. I would have sure, I would have loved to see you get put in handcuffs coming from practice. <laughs> Why? <laughs> We're assaulting that's, his head coach. That's the visual we need. A black guy getting arrested out of Duke. No, we don't. In North Carolina on top of that. <laughs> You're the worst. Well, it would have saved you from a loss in that fight, according to Key. Yes, they would have. <laughs> Your 90-year-old coach. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We'll